Right. 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 How? What's? What's the usual thing for starting? Who wants to go first? And welcome to the mediocre photography show. My name's Ben. My name's Jack. And I'm Louis. Surprise. And uh, yeah, special guest on today. Uh, welcome, Louis Gar. Louis Louis Gar. Louis, Louis Bar. <laughs> Bowie La. Oh, Bowie La. Bowie La. Um. Goodness gracious. Yeah. What are you doing here, Louis? What's going on? Uh, well, I'm going to be an occasional co-star with these lovely fellows. And, Wouldn't say star, uh, would you? <laughs> oh yes, I would. I'm sparkly as they come. <laughs> Every time I smile, there's a little glint like in a toothpaste advert. Marvellous. I'm not editing that in. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I still say it. Um, so I... Well, I basically do architecture photography as my speciality. And we all did the same degree together, so we've known each other for ages and ages and ages and ages. Which, you know. Um, so that's me. I'm, I've been brought in for opinions and judgments and discussions and all of that good stuff. Yeah, it's gonna be a gonna be a fun day today. We've got quite a lot planned. Um, it's more of a, I think, light-hearted, chilled-out episode. Yeah. Um, we're gonna scroll through the uh, absolute uh, minefield that is uh, the photograph subreddit, um, and we're gonna be judging and being critical, and it's just gonna be an absolute nightmare, isn't it? It's gonna be an absolute nightmare. <laughs> Yeah, can I can I just mention before we start is that in the last episode you mentioned an architectural photographer, didn't you, Ben? An arch- a, a no. friend that does architectural photography. I don't know and what that you're was about, Louis. Jack. Don't know what you're that, about. That was Louis. Louis Louis is known as the the building master, the mason, master of architectural photography. Do you watch our podcast, Louis? Yes, of course I do. <laughs> That's bullshit. I, uh... <laughs> How dare you? I heard when you said you hated architecture photography and I was a little bit stung by that. But then I thought, well, a tree's a tree's a tree, so... Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. No, 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 we've had this conversation Ooh, many a time before. Yeah, we've, 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 we've had this particular, this particular argument. So, um, <laughs> and we're not going to have it again. How have you been, Jack? Oh well, hello Ben. It's nice to uh, see you again. <laughs> After a week. <laughs> After a week. Um, yeah, no, it's been all. It's been all right. I uh, I have just come off a week of night shifts, so I am confused and I don't know what's going on. But well, I'm more so than normal. More so than normal, yeah. But um, no, I'm all right. How yeah. how how are you? I'm all right. All right. Yeah. Not been too yeah. bad. Uh, just you know, ticking along, doing doing the thing. Uh, done some photography. I've uh, uh, was uh, featured in a zine. Oh, you're featured in a zine. In a zine. Oh, get you. Called the isolation zine. Oh, of course. Which I'll link to below. That's um, happy. The reason why I was uh, featured in this zine was actually interestingly because. Uh, I accidentally clicked something on someone's story. <laughs> I was trying to be part of this scene, and I accidentally, like, you know how sometimes you just accidentally, like, yeah. click something, and uh, 
yeah, it turns out that uh, I am too British to have turned around and said, oh, I'm really sorry, but I, I accidentally, uh, <laughs> accidentally clicked this. So I don't actually want to be a part of it. Uh, so then I went out and produced work for it. Oh, nice. um, so it's some infrared photography. Oh, that's nice. So, yeah, I have been featured in a, in a zine. In a zine, in a zine. Um, in a zine zine. These are photos taken on uh, infrared film, uh, which was a interesting challenge to work with, actually. Uh, turns out that uh, you need to, with uh, the IR filter on the front and also uh, reciprocity failure, you're looking at about 10 to 15 stops that you need to overexpose by. Yeesh. Um, mm. So yeah, it w they were long exposures, but um, it's interesting that uh, plants reflect infrared light, and certain plants reflect them a lot more than others, as you can see with the uh, kind of the I don't really know what bush it is, but the bush one um, is a lot brighter compared to the background. But then you've got uh, it's actually a cherry tree in the background of that photo, which is uh, quite brightly exposed as well um and then i photographed some uh like our log store as well and uh that's quite interesting because uh it's very 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 contrasty it's very very dark in the places that the uh, photos don't hit and then very very light in the places that the photos do hit um so yeah it was an interesting challenge nice. i quite liked ir film um i'm gonna hopefully work with it again um but yeah just thought i'd uh, share that show that's that i'm actually nice. doing some that's very, very lovely. I absolutely adore infrared film. I really, really love the aesthetic. I've never shot it, but I really love its use. It's an absolute ball ache. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm brutally honest. Um, yeah, the uh, first ones that I did were not very good, and I actually ended up shooting this as Collodion. So I would develop one photo, or shoot one photo, develop it, see how it came out, and then from there shoot another one and develop it because I wasn't I was so unsure about which way I needed to go I wasn't even sure which way to bracket if that made sense yeah so uh, yeah had to ended up just doing it one at a time ended up uh, shooting five photos took me about five hours oh jeez wow so yeah Goodness. there we go but, uh, and that was just in your garden and that was just in the garden yes. yeah so uh, that's my uh my little zine and i'll link for that below it's called the isolation zine uh the first episode was called you are alone um could be titled is... anything better yeah exactly uh but there are some really good photographers there uh as well so i uh, definitely go and check those guys out and, uh, i don't know there might be another edition i'm not entirely sure uh we'll have to uh, see what happens but yeah mm. have anyone else been up to any photography recently i have been using photography to cheer people up during this isolation tasteful notes and uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know me um no i've whenever i've been doing my daily exercise i'm quite lucky i live like near quite a big patch of land that's not been built on in, in the middle of my city mm. um lovely trees and flowers and, and fields and things and you know, just be walking along and I've one of the first things that I wanted to learn to photograph 
were flowers. They're, they're beautiful, incredible things. Um, and I thought, you know, let's do some of that. So I have been taking photos and doing a little bit of slow-mo video just on my phone, putting some music and posting them to my colleagues at work. And it's just a little thing to cheer people up and it's just a little, you know, when you're watching that video with that beautiful flower, with that music, it's just a little space, like delivering a little garden to someone and that's your minute for the day where you can just chill, not think, and just concentrate on the beautiful picture. Um, so that's what I've been doing recently. Um, and I've, I've enjoyed it, and I've watched my videos several times. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so weird. <laughs> when I take a picture alike, I stare at it ages. <laughs> it's so weird that those two things that you guys have just mentioned are complete opposites. Yeah. One is completely like. Oh, I should. Um, com- I should send a picture. Yeah, do. Um, to, but like yours is about isolation, and yours is about making people happy during isolation. So, before, without any more further ado, uh, what do you say we do the uh, the photo conversations? Super mm-hmm. duper. Louis, would you like to go first? Yeah, I, so the word was um, redundant slash redundancy, and I generally think about when, when one is responding to something like this, it's easy to say, oh, I'm going to visually respond, and that's it. But there, there's kind of a couple of paths as to how one can do that. So I thought, should I photograph something that is redundant and illustrate the word, or should I try and capture a feeling? It doesn't have to be something photographing something that is itself redundant to capture a feeling. You know, it's... It can be a bit more than that. So this is what I have photographed. It's a bit unusual compared to what I normally do. Let's have a look. Okay. Okay. So what we've would got you, here uh, for uh, like those who aren't... Would you like to... Well, let's describe it first of all for those who aren't uh, watching and are only listening. Uh, So we've got a very flowery dress on a uh, mannequin on quite a uh, neutral grey background. There's not really much of a grade and it's quite a dark grey. Right on the very right-hand side of the the photograph, there's a strip of white. And uh, the mannequin's also got a rather uh, fetching flowery hat of uh, what looks like a similar pattern. And uh, despite the floral essence, uh, it's all in uh, black and white. It is very different. It's very Louis. You reckon? Yeah. Anyway, should we let him explain it? Have, explain it, and uh, 
well, well, let's 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 think about it and see what's going on. So, this kind of um, treads in between the two approaches that I outlined. It 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 does kind of have a little bit of um, I don't know a boringness, a plainness about it, emotionally speaking, but it's also quite illustrative. And the idea of this was under the crappy COVID, is what I'm calling it, uh, lockdown, I am a flawed worker and I feel a little bit like a mannequin just stood in a shop, completely useless, just just stood watching things and, and there's, there's nothing that I can do, um, sort of trapped at home and, and just observing and, and looking. Um, and it's, it can be summed up by the phrase, sort of standing there like a lemon, you know, and, and just sort of a dumb object stood there watching. That's how I feel as a flawed worker at the moment. Um, and I'm a flawed worker with at risk family members in my household. So I have to be very, very careful in going out and doing anything in order to avoid it, you know, transferring it to to them so it's yeah it's it's pretty much me looking at everything because that's the only thing i can do at the moment because i don't take any risks and i thought mm. that might do the trick you know Fair I, think, I think a lot of people feel like they're they're mannequins at the moment i mean jack doesn't he's no. working but everyone else has just mm. stood there going oh bugger Looking out the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, make, that that makes a lot more sense now. I, d I didn't think it would be something like that, but it, that makes complete sense. What, actually, makes a lot more sense. What did you think it would be? I'm interested to hear. Um, I don't know, because obviously we mentioned that we would do it. Like, this was sort of the main reason for this was to try and step outside our our boxes in a in a way, and so I didn't really know what to expect, but. I was I was expecting something quite simple or like simplistic. Yeah, that's the word. And um, but I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I'd say that. Yeah, it's interesting. It's uh, it's a very good visual style. Um, I think as a as a photograph, it works very well despite its sort of simplicity. It has a uh, a something that makes you linger on it quite a while um it's an interesting uh it's an interesting concept behind the photograph as well one thing that i am curious about is uh do you do, would you just as as this um mannequin is representing you would you describe yourself as a floral person or uh was that purely coincidental? No, that was coincidental. Um, that's actually my mother's sewing mannequin and it's in my kitchen and it was just stood there and I thought I feel a bit like that mannequin at the moment so I took a picture of it. Uh, Henderson. Me? Go right, on. so I uh, obviously, uh, as Louis mentioned, I am still working. I am known as a critical for some strange reason but uh i sort of thought back to the last time i felt properly redundant the the when i couldn't 
I felt like I couldn't do anything to make the situation better. As uh, people know, I am a bit of a joker, and so I always like to see the two smiles, see, he's, he's got it. <laughs> but um, the last time I really felt that I couldn't do anything to change the situation was uh, at my granddad's funeral last year, and I sort of wanted to uh, recapture a something that happened there i'll send you the photo now maybe i should actually do that first <laughs> um and so i wanted to sort of recapture something that happened that it sort of felt like a still in a film and i sort of i just remembered it as i was thinking about like the feeling of redundancy and not being able to do anything and as you know you said louis like just being a mannequin in like a a shop window and um and so i i i did that i stuck with the black and white because for some reason i'm really liking it i don't yeah, know you've been converted what i've been converted good it's, uh, it's um yeah but i sort of wanted to leave um have the picture sort of simple and like sort of remain a mystery so uh yeah it's still it's still quite simple but it's still there's sort of a link to my other um my last photo conversation so i sort of want to um yeah wanted to keep it sort of similar but yeah i think that's yeah. the thing that immediately jumps out to me is that the visual language is very 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 similar to uh the last one that you did um sort of the is it at one one yeah facebook has a tendency of doing horrible cropping to these things but yeah so it's the same aspect ratio it's the same tonality of black and white i'll just describe the photo again for people that mm. may not be watching so it's uh uh jack um bowed down um head away from the camera almost in prayer with a uh, black suit hanged up on a uh, or hung up on a wardrobe uh, above him, um, which obviously is reminiscent to what one might wear to a funeral. Um, I didn't notice the prayer thing. That's quite a good spot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it. It reminds me a little bit of Cindy Sherman. Yeah, that's you know, what and, immediately and came to me as well. It it's very. I mean the the prayer thing is also it, it, it is one aspect to it one kind of angle but another thing is that with the the tuxedo jacket being higher than you it almost becomes representative of like a father figure like somebody you'd look up to mm -hmm. and that's kind of as as a perspective uh, from a child you you know just physically you're always looking up at your parents but you are emotionally as well. And what is interesting about that is it can, I think this almost conveys a childlike vulnerability because of that. It's almost like the tuxedo is representing the, um, the sort of the, the, the sad event, whatever it may be, and it's positioning is putting that vulnerability onto you 
and therefore communicating that to the audience. And that that's one of the reasons why I think visually this is very, very interesting. Because it's it's just a tuxedo, it's just a wardrobe, it's just its component parts, but when put together and photographed in a certain way, it becomes greater than the sum of its parts. Um, so I think that's a very, very interesting response. Mm. Yeah. Do you think that you're going to continue with this kind of visual style? Because I can oh, all immediately man. see kind of like a zine or like a sort of small exhibition coming out of this. As visually, they are so, so, so similar in this uh, again visually but also uh with what you're looking at sort of introspective work mm. as well uh is that something you're going to continue with or do you reckon that's going to be kind of word dependent annoyingly i'm i'm as you sort of said i'm being converted i think i'm really liking this sort of simple like sort of soft black and white and annoyingly, I'm liking me being in the photos, <laughs> which is weird for me because... You vain, vain bastard. I am not vain. At, I, I don't <laughs> know what has come over me in lockdown because I think it... As soon as I... Because I've had this idea for a while to do self-portraits, but I've never had... The, I've never had to, like, force myself to do something different to what I'm usually... So I think... The fact that I've had to force myself to do something different in this, you know, change of scenario and situation is is sort of maybe a good thing for me. Mm, I so, think um, so. I might carry it on, or I might not. It's interesting <laughs> because your a lot of your past projects they have. I don't know how to phrase it nicely. And this is meant to be. A Do it! I can take it. It's Don't Ben. Be... Ben called me a Ben called me a one-trick pony a couple of episodes ago. I heard. It's fine. I can take anything. Um, it, I think your photographic projects, even though they're looking at your origins and people that surround you, are actually quite selfish projects. You know, you're you're doing them because you want to, and it's the type of work you enjoy producing. But also, it's this kind of there is an element of self-reflection there and that is kind of, that's coming across and mm. I think it's a natural, therefore a natural progression for you to go on to doing, you know, to try self-portraits. Now, mm. I don't think being selfish in photography is a bad thing whatsoever. I think if you're not a selfish photographer, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. You know, you've got to, you've got to enjoy the work and, and really get, uh, you know, get to grips with it and, and grapple with these ideas. Um, so I think it's quite a natural progression that's always been in your work, even though your previous work is focused on, on, a, on a different angle, so to speak. Hmm. What, do you agree with that? Or do you, do you say, no, no, definitely not? I, th I think you're right with the natural progression thing. Um, I think by the end of most of my projects, there's sort of... I've either sort of made it about me. I've sort of, it's 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 instead of looking at you know a subject or a figure and sort of detaching myself from that subject or figure, I sort of end up it ends up being my response to the story mm. and my feelings towards that figure or subject or whatever. So I think yeah, you might be right with the um the self portraits. 
So, um, yeah. Yeah. There's, I think, what's always fascinated me about your project is there's um, a certain level of depth that you get that most other projects don't. So somebody will think, ah, I've got this idea, go out and photograph it. Whereas that's, that's kind of stage one, like observational. You know, it's kind of like what I was describing before of redundancy or I'll photograph something that's redundant to express what redundancy is that's that's a, a one stage project whereas yours tend to be two three four stage projects where you end up going from you know sort of a representative base what's the word sort of a superficial uh, image to something that is that is more depth so mm. it's, instead of doing a, a self-portrait project describing loneliness and oh I'm going to sit in the bath and cry you tell stories that that make people think about the photographer themselves mm. and there, there's a certain level of depth to that that kind of um, you know a more observational project wouldn't have mm. I don't know what to say anyway. thank you thank you very much yeah I would uh I think I would say this very quickly and we'll move on. Um, just time is a factor. Um, I think that definitely the strongest projects you've had have always been the ones where you have been more introspective. Mm -hmm. And when I look back, the weaker work that you've always done has always been the work that's been more uh, not about you, perhaps. Um, which is very interesting because that is a complete contrast of what you said in the last episode where you said, oh, you know, we should never produce emotional work. Uh, you know, we should uh, sort ourselves out and then be... It almost sounded like you were coming across as we should be emotionally negligent when we're producing photography and not let our emotions drive our work. So uh, basically what I'm saying is, is I I'm told a you so. massive hypocrite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, All right. Ben. So... Last but not least, uh, well, last but definitely least. Um, <laughs> let me send that, and then I have pulled up a text file, uh, which I will read out. Uh, so, thoughts behind this work is um, another interesting project idea, in my opinion. It just so happens that I've been reading a lot about uh, Marxism and his opinion on material recent uh, materialism recently. Uh, stick with me, this isn't a tangent, I promise. So basically Karl Marx turned around and said that each economic system or mode of production eventually led to a contradiction, which ended up in that economic condition's demise. Uh, he went on to criticise capitalism, saying that the constant desire for faster and better ideas would lead to redundancy within material items. And as capitalism progresses, so does the redundancy of those material items they, they choose to produce. Uh, he goes on to theorise that overproduction would eventually lead to the demise of capitalism and the rise of communism. So this got me thinking about different ways that we can consume um, as people living in a capitalist state. And uh, advertising immediately sprang to mind. Um, and I had a few different ideas for what I could say with that. But um, I when I was doing some research, I actually came across a collective which was called uh, Brandalism, who are a group of artists that basically they go around and purchase advertising spots, so like uh, on the sides of bus, uh, bus stops and this and that and the other. And then they use these as makeshift galleries 
Um, and of course, they talk about uh, sort of capitalism and advertising and this and that and the other as well in that. So uh, I had a few different ideas that I worked with here. And the first was to go on to a load of websites and take screenshots of their landing pages and then <laughs> stick these all together in Photoshop in a kind of aesthetic way. And I did actually do this and uh, create that work. But the problem is that I'm not actually a very aesthetic person and the results just didn't look very good. Um, and then the second idea that I had was to like make something useless and then photograph it as an advert. So like a chocolate teapot and then there'd be boiling water being poured into it and the teapot would melt. Um, but this came unstuck when I couldn't think of something utterly useless and I didn't have a huge amount of time to produce the work and couldn't really get supplies in. So anyway, um, and then I went back to uh, long exposure again. And uh, this is actually my mum sat in front of the shopping channel for four minutes. And uh, the result is showed the result shows a room which is completely full of redundant products and people trying to convince you to buy them. Uh, and I think it shows that Marx's idea of, you know, constantly being given useless items uh, isn't too far from the truth. So it's kind of, you know, again, I, it was a bit of a tangent. I don't, I'm not overly happy with the end result, if I'm brutally honest. I think that I could have worked with it a little bit more. Um, I kind of feel like I should have shot this on large format, but again, I just didn't have the time. Um, but I thought that the sort of message behind it was quite interesting. I very much like the story behind it. Um, and I'm getting kind of Gregory Crudson vibes. Yeah, yeah, I immediately um, got that as well. And also Brendan Barry vibes as well. Yeah, Brendan was actually quite a... Uh, quite a key inspiration for this, if I say so. Mm, I thought he might have been. It does have... It, there is a real mood about it. There's a real kind of pessimistic mood. Um, you know, lighting, composition, um, just the, the general colour cast, the, the sort of the cold blue, blue juxtaposed yeah. with the so, idea yeah. of a living room being cosy and warm and somewhere safe. Um, and it's almost like, even at home, we're not, for one, I mean, this will sound really socialist, we're not safe from the sort of the ravages of capitalism. Mm. We're, we're, we're not an island, we're not protected against anything, we're pawns in a great game of chess that, that capitalism is and we're doing what we're told and all of that and that sort of attitude uh, your visual language kind of really shows that and and it, it makes me think of how I view capitalism as my own political ideology you know I'm, I'm not keen on it let's keep it at that and this is the there's a sort of oppressive nature about it I think yeah, yeah, well, I'd agree yeah. with that. Um, it was deliberately meant to be something that was very negative. Um, as far as the mm. key word is concerned, I don't know how well it links to it. I was stretching a little bit and I was aware that I was stretching, but, you know, I, I didn't... I wanted to, again, this the, for me, this whole kind of little thing that we're doing is to challenge myself and um, I didn't want to be too introspective. Uh, I wanted to... Uh, I wanted to um, challenge myself to sort of think out of the box a little bit. Uh, so, 
yeah, I, I, I it, at a stretch, I think I could probably, it is, it is there, but I think I could probably work with the narrative behind it a little bit more and make that a little bit stronger. I think what would improve that is a is a is an abundance. You know, the 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 floor is empty. There's you know not much on the fireplace over there. There's some little products in 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 the center of the image, but if you just got loads of stuff, different products, mm. then it would kind of it would be a very obvious way of saying why am I watching the shopping channel? I've got all of this stuff. Capitalism yeah. makes me want it. Yeah. Um, it, it would be, um, yeah, definitely an obvious way to do that, but it would have a bit of, you know, punch. It's, it's almost like when you're going to go for that approach, you've got to really, really, really overdo it yeah. in order for it to become almost overwhelming as a sensory experience to the audience. Yeah. And then that captures the kind of zeitgeist of um, uh, Marx's uh, opinions on capitalism. Yeah. I think I was kind of hoping that the TV would have almost like a burn-in of the channel as well. So, you know, it's got like the bit down the bottom where mm. it, um, you cool know, like gives you the cool now. Yeah. And yeah. I, I was hoping that the TV looked a little bit more like that, but it just washed out. So, again, I think I could probably work with the exposure a little bit and mm. could have done a little bit more with that as well. But, you know, it, for a four-minute experiment. It was fine, and my mum was about to go to bed. So, <laughs> um, yeah, hurry up, Ben! I'm tired. Um, it's all. It's also a bit like um, uh, Hiroshi Sugimoto's cinema project as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, again, that that immediately sprung to mind. From the screen. Yeah, um, yeah, it's quite interesting that as well. What do you think, Jack? Jack, what do you think? I think you're not really stretching with the redundancy thing. I think, like Louis said, there could have been a bit. A couple more things. I don't think you know you had to go too over the top with. But this is this is the thing that we don't actually own utter crap. So <laughs> <laughs> we are quite a functional family in that sense. Like we don't have four blenders and like a magic. Right. Uh, that's that's me. That flex tape. Flex tape. Um. No. Yeah. I think. Oh. I think. Yeah. Maybe you could have done with more crap if you had it. Um, but I don't think it needed to be like all over the floor. I think you could do it quite subtly. But it is, as a photo, it's quite, as you say, sort of Gregory Crudson, Brandon Barry sort of deal. But I, I also like the um, little light from the laptop. Yeah. Mm. I think that's. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just those subtle little bit hints of light. Like, well, do you know? Do you know the reason for that? Actually. Oh no. We can't get the shopping channel. No, like, we don't have the shopping channel, <laughs> and so I had to like get a ten-hour stream of YouTube and then plug my laptop into the brilliant TV. <laughs> <laughs> In that case, and then your mum's just watching really, really oh, old yeah. products yeah, from like exactly. the early two thousands, going, "Oh, I, I want one of those." Cool. So that's uh, redundancy. Um, Jack, new word. New word. Right, here we go. You ready? I'm ready. Drum roll, please. You can edit that in, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> are you going through and picking the ones? No, I am genuinely. No, the first two randomized first time, brilliant words for what we're going through at the minute. Yep. 
It's brilliant. Constant redundancy. Yeah. They're good words. The third word is gutter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god, it knows. (laughs) Jesus Um, Christ. Okay. No, 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 we we can work with gutter. Wow. Okay, yeah. What's it going to be next week? I actually do need to clean the gutters. That's one of my Jesus. chores this week. Perfect. There you go. Well, the the next word is, is gutter. Oh, dear. Bloody hell. Oh, dear. That's uh, brilliant. Concerning. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> cool. Gutter oh. it is. Uh, yeah. I can... Do some stuff with that. Um, <laughs> don't know. Might just photograph my love life. Kill me. Moving on to the uh, main bit of the podcast. <laughs> um, we are going to be scrolling through the absolute minefield that is r slash photography. Here we right, go. We st- right, should we? Right, twenty nine st- minutes ago. Yeah, should we stay? Say before we st- start. Is that we're not professional photographers. This is 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 genuinely a joke. And how however unlikely it is that we, you know, ever someone that posted on this ever comes across this show is is it's very unlikely, but <laughs> we don't mean anything by it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it would be worth pointing out given that i mean although we're not professionals you know but we we have all done a degree in it and we've all done a degree in in critiquing things you know um i don't i don't know if this will sound mean in itself but to to the people that are making this kind of work it's okay Mm. to make these mistakes (laughs) it's okay to take bad pictures because you learn from them and it improves. You know, it's okay to do a cliched project so long as you're enjoying it mm. and as long as you learn from it. Um, so it's not meant to be mean-spirited. It's just meant to be a reflection on where we are in terms of our own practice and how that fits in with where we were because we've taken pictures oh, of yeah, you'll see that. these yeah. in the past. So, yeah, those will, you'll see those later. Um so yeah, this is this is not we're high mighty on our throne <laughs> this is... because we've done all of this stuff. It's literally we were once like this. Most so definitely. Stand. Right. I'm yeah. going to f- <laughs> <laughs> Well said. <laughs> Alright, first one. This is by uh, the user Vert. And actually, I don't mind that. Do you know what? I don't mind it either. <laughs> This is a great start. Um, I do. <laughs> I think... I mean, again, knowing where it's coming from, it, uh, have you noticed there's a bit of a weird shadow going on here? Oh, no. Um, so that could be something that's been edited out. Yeah, because it looks like that tree in front of that shadow Yeah. is not right. It's yeah. it's quite weird actually that there's 
quite a strong shadow on the house and on the roof of the truck, but on the foreground it seems quite yeah. flat yeah. light. So perhaps there's uh, been some be editing that's going Touching on up. There. I can I um, I now cannot get that tree out of that looks. <laughs> I I can't stop seeing that and tree. And it's been and it's been rude. Um, oh, no, I mean look, overall, look, it's not a bad no. It's not a bad shot. I um, quite like it. Yeah, the composition's quite nice. It's a very peaceful photo. Mm. Um, I think that the subject matter is a little bit cliched. Obviously, it's an abandoned house with an abandoned car, but um. It's not going out of its way to be anything that it's not. Like, I know people that would photograph this like a haunted house and make it look really dark and foreboding and horrible. Uh, you've got quite a nice... I was actually about to point at my screen, uh, but realised... <laughs> um, but you've got quite a nice natural arc that goes here, which oh, yeah. frames it quite well. Uh, I would probably be inclined to crop it slightly. I'd probably crop, like, just this little bit out yeah. here. Um, but... Yeah, Louis, you don't like it. I um, I don't like it for a couple of reasons, and one of the reasons is something I'm fascinated by, which is how the accompaniment of text can affect mm. an image. Now, the fact that this image is called "Parked for Good" that tells me exactly the narrative that they want to display with this image, and therefore makes it really cliched. You can see the the guy drives the truck. He gets out, he goes into his house, something happens, maybe the person dies or they move, whatever, and then that's that's it. That's the that's the last time it's a finality. It's it's um a terminal narrative as as it were. And that's what I don't like about it, because it lacks depth. It lacks meaningful interpretation. It's a cliched shot. Photographically mm. it's very good. I like the composition. Um as Ben pointed out that natural arc works very well in framing the house, but it is almost like trying to evoke a sense of melancholy and loss in the audience without any reason for it. And that's why I'm not keen. So, sorry, whatever your name is on Reddit, I, I'm, I think your choice of title is a bit not, not All good. Right. <laughs> I'm trying not to be nasty. I'm trying to be pleasant. What what does Instagram? Um, uh, what does Reddit think? Uh, he's been to the same location. Uh, oh, this is the original poster. Wanted a low perspective. Uh, okay, yeah, that's not too interesting. Right, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Two. There's oh, like almost what there's the... just one comment on that. There'll there'll be oh, one dear. comment on each of these. A bee. Um, is that a bee? Is a bee. Yeah, that's a bee. They they like to sleep mm. in flowers, because when they're when they're sorting the pollen out, they often get tired. So if they sleep in a flower, oh, it nice. kind of protects them and hides them. Then once they've had a nap, like we would on the hard <laughs> shoulder, or no, you, you know, absolutely don't sleep on the hard shoulder, Louis. Yeah, that was a wrong word. Like <laughs> a, a lay-by station or a lay-by. Please yeah, never ever it. pull that's over it. on the hard shoulder. <laughs> no, no, no. It's wrong. Wrong word. Wrong word. Um, but that's essentially yeah. what the bee is uh, possibly doing. It might just be, you know, looking for for pollen. It might not be asleep, but who cares if the bee's asleep or not? That's not the point. No. All right. Um, I don't mind this one either, actually. I, again, it's just a very aesthetic photo. It looks like a, 
if I if I was into bees, <laughs> I would have this as my desktop screensaver. Yeah, if you're like a beekeeper or something. If I was a beekeeper, I would have this as my desktop screensaver. Um, I it, it just appeals to me. It's uh, all the same color. I think it's been a little bit overly processed. Yeah. Um, you know, sort of if you look into. Oh man, that's weird. With the color of the. With the flowers. Ugh. Um, I like the pollen on the uh, on the side here as well mm. uh, on his legs. I think that's quite nice. I quite like sort of the spiral that you have with the petals. Yeah, I, I, it's 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 a nice aesthetic photo. Uh, going back to Louis saying sweet bee foraging in a sour glass flower number three. Uh, it does what it says on the tin. And that's all it needs to do. There's no pretense with this. It's literally an interesting subject presented in a in a nice pleasing. Do you know way. how I'd make it better? And that's go on then. How would you make it better? Mm. I was gonna. I was gonna say. Ah, uh, now I'm. I'm the black and white guy, and I don't agree with that. I think for some subjects it works, and others it just simply mm. doesn't. The the merit of this photo is in its yellowness. It's really punchy and really like. Boom! It would work great on a, on like a canvas or something, you know, but big on the wall. It would it would be very very pleasant. And if you turned it black and white, yeah, yeah I'd I'd walk past it. Mm. All right. What do you think, Jack? I think I I'm not much of a a nature person, but I I think if if that the second bee the like the one with the, its butt rather than the head was not there that I'd like that a bit more what oh I didn't is it two bees I don't yeah it must be two bees yeah because a bee can't be that long oh uh, I thought it but I th is that not two bees no I think it is because if you look at the wings I think yeah I think right, you are right Jack, I didn't actually, notice yeah. well I think if it was just that top bee I think I'd like it a bit more but mm. I think but I like I like the colours and uh, yeah I like uh, well I like how close it is. You can see all the fine details of the bee. I don't. Where are the bee's eyes? Yeah. That's an eye. Damn. That's its eye. Zoom in and show him all of all the of eyes. All of the eyes. What do you mean? Oh God. Oh wow. All of the eyes. Yeah. And these are on eyes. top as well. That's those are. I don't know if they're eyes per se, but they're definitely. So yeah, like I like like the detail and how um they are those ones on the top are light sensors. It's um basically they can detect the difference between light and shadow. So if there's a bird flying over, it knows. Um, but also, I mean, it depends. Some bees and and some creatures with compound eyes have little brushes on their hands, so they can brush their oh, eyes nice. clean. Um, which I think's both very cute and quite horrifying, the idea of brushing an eye. <laughs> Alright, there we go. I also I also uh, love the B movie, so it's, it's... <laughs> Here we go. On to the next one. Gurkha Warrior in India. Mm. Right. Mm. Right. Well it's just flat, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's also it's the yeah. I was just about to say it's wonky. Like, look, he's 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 struggling with a balance yeah, over in the yeah, right. He's here. about to fall over. Um, this dude <laughs> looks like it. Yeah. 
it's just very distracting. There's a, uh, it's out of focus. Yeah, no, it's, it's just bad not quality. Not out of focus, but the depth, it's too deep depth for field because I'm looking at these shoes yeah. over here. You've got the uh, building in the background, which is a massive distraction. I think, yeah. And it's <laughs> yeah, very ugly building. Um, you're not seeing the face. There's no connection with the subject. And also the shape of yeah. the subject is just Yeah, weird. you can't see the other leg. It's... Mm. Well, you can see the foot, but yeah. not... You know, yeah. it, it's oh, look, there's his other leg. There's his foot, yeah. <laughs> I think it's one of those things where the, in the moment the photographer has been more fascinated with what the subject is doing rather yeah. than how it looks. Um, like as we've been pointing out, it's not level. There's crap in the background. There's you know somebody that's half cut mm. off in the right-hand corner. They're not looking at the edge of the photo or anything else. They're just looking at the individual doing the interesting. But you know thing. what's interesting, and that's all well and good. But it's it doesn't make it. I photo. don't think it would take too much to make this from a poor photo to an average photo. Yeah, I think straight. I think you're right. <laughs> Straighten it. Crop it. Crop Pop the yes. uh, shadows a little bit. Just balance the exposure. Turn, Turn it, it black and white, white. So the, the flatness yeah. can work. Bob's your uncle. Spot heel out the shoes. Yeah. Fixed your photo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that could be that another could be segment. Another segment. <laughs> All right. There um, we are. Uh, Gurkha warrior. Oh, sorry. Gatka warrior. Uh, give it bit weird, but mm. nice try. Uh, sorry, king of hype and potatoes. Uh... Oh, oh, God. Dear. Oh, look at that. Oh. Um, I can't tell what... Well, first of all, the resolution like is 1080 by 3003. Oh, 300... 1080 by 303. Oh, dear. <laughs> Okay, um, that's that's something. Um, the vignette is... Ugh. Is my brightness... I have no idea. Off? I can't tell. No, it's not my brightness. My screen's brightness is turned Yeah, mine's is as well. That is a vignette. It's a very, very dark photo. There's... I don't know what's going on in the middle. can't see anything. Uh, I can't even zoom in because it's such low resolution. <laughs> Just doesn't allow me. Uh, yeah. This sunsets is an example of a bad sunset I yeah think. It, oh it's yeah. awful yeah I, I don't like it's it's one of those things where not only is the subject bad boring and cliched but also the fact that it's panorama itself is, the actual yeah. itself is it doesn't even it, it doesn't it on a screen you get 50% of the display area of the photo printing it out as <laughs> a bastard to do it's, it's just one of those annoying... It, if if this was an object, it would be a splinter. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> I'd, and do you know what? I, I'd have to agree. I don't think there's any way you can no, fix that. No, we couldn't salvage that. I think... Could not salvage yeah. that. Unless you were, unless you were doing <laughs> a project on cliche, bad quality panoramas, this... At least they're yes, horizons, at least it's though. a straight it's that's, a straight that's photo. Something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alright. There we are. Uh so the uh Thomas B. Garrad. Uh sorry pal, but uh 
Oh, it's taken in Sorry, Copenhagen Thomas. as well, one of the most beautiful parts oh, of the world. God. Nice try, but it's yeah, um, a splinter. No cigar. Okay. Uh, this one is called uh, Childhood. Oh, God. Uh... <laughs> Did my um, mum take this? I think I've been taken. By uh, a... This is an example of black and white not used no. well. Uh, it's very overexposed. Um, a bit beyond high key. Beyond high key. Uh, the mud is. Definitely adding something. Do you think that's mud, or do you think it's a broken slab of concrete? No, that's definitely yeah, that's on the like... right. It's definitely mud, oh, and then yeah. on the left, it's concrete. Yeah, sorry, because when you zoomed in, I was thinking, hang on, that's that's not the muddy bit. Uh, I don't. Um, is there anything why... to say on this? My my thing is the title childhood, and it's like you know when. Um, I don't know, you're a wee child, you draw around your hand and your parent puts it on the fridge. Then years and years later, it's in a frame and, you know, you're now in your 20s and your parents are like, eh, look at that. My All parents that. are not that you know, kind of <laughs> Keeping, but the ones that generally do this type of thing are, and they generally have the foresight to keep the child's impression inside the house. Whereas these have been a sentimental memory that's been mm. neglected. Oh, child, outside, you know, let, let your happy moment of shoving your hands into wet concrete be forever deteriorated by the ravages <laughs> of nature um it doesn't send out a very nostalgic I, th I think you've message. just you've, you've just on you've gone far too deep there louis i think this is just a karen just wanting yeah a bit I, of I, I would agree with that i have no <laughs> problem with making your mark in concrete like i did that in my, in my old house like there's a concrete handprint of me and my sister I have no problem with that whatsoever. I think the issue is the f capturing of that image is something that's so mundane. Mm. And also, it's just not something mm. that's done in a particularly good no. way. I think that there would be a lot of ways of making this significantly a more interesting photo if one could go back and re-photograph it. Again, taking aside the narrative and the, the behind of the photo, looking at it purely visually, it's boring to look mm. at. It's dull. Yeah. Um, but then going back and re-photographing it, you could photograph it in a much more interesting way. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I just wouldn't. Sorry. Would Sorry, you Karen. Would you allow your children to uh, create handprints like that in the first place? Or... Um. That's a tr that's a tricky one. Probably, yeah, but I wouldn't. Like not in concrete outside. Like imagine if that was on your driveway. Right? <laughs> you, every time you drove off the the, the driveway, looking, looking you just at get that a bump. for twenty years. <laughs> but don't run over my child again. Um, no, I I would do a little thing like plaster of Paris for mm. the child and keep it inside. And not that I particularly care, but the child probably would like to do it. Um, but yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. It's it's the it's the human equivalent of cat paws across the pavement. It's it's a bit like, yeah. Uh, Jack, can I just point out? Yeah, I know. I've just you, um, you you wouldn't be able to post on this. Yeah, I know. Absolutely no photos yeah. taken on or appearing How... to have been taken that on railway is, tracks. That is... That's.
Yeah, that is a I don't think well. it is. I reckon it's a safety thing. Yes. Oh, oh no. god. Yeah. Oh, mad. Okay. Well, that's really ironic because yeah. that was what my last project was about. So. <laughs> there we are. All right, moving on to a cat. Ah, oh, it was only a matter of time, wasn't it, yeah. lads? All right, this is called uh, One-Eyed Feline. This is from uh, Sliced Bananas. Nice. Uh, it's composed very well. Um, I am actually not a massive fan of the gradient in the background. Uh, from the blue to the orange. Yeah. Um, I do like the composition of it. The cat's looking straight at the camera with the one eye that it does have. It's a vaguely interesting subject. It's not just any old cat because he has only got the one eye. Uh, it's just a bit overprocessed, isn't it? It's just a bit too overcooked. Do you reckon? A little bit oversaturated. It looks like it's been done in a smartphone. Yeah. Version yeah, you can tell from the resolution as well. Um, that it's just very, it's very yeah. grainy. It will tell us, I think, in the. Uh, uh, no, it doesn't. Doesn't tell us what it is. But um, what uh, gets me about the gradient in the background is that on the left hand side you've got the kind of a, the bluey black, and on the right you've got the orange. Yeah. Its eyes are the opposite. The right hand yeah. eye is dark, and the left hand eye is orange. So I think that gradient has been mm. deliberately placed halfway down the cat's face to draw some link between it and yeah. the background to to make the picture a whole rather than yeah. just a picture you know, it's I think it's parts. either so I think that's a deliberate or it's a choice, very happy accident it's not something that makes it interesting yeah uh, the comment is yeah, uh, taking a picture of uh, my family playing ping pong when our cat jumped on the fence and looked into the camera uh, really like the way he looks so gave him some more love and gave him too much love and light room yeah a little bit too much love and light room but... dollops of love <laughs> There you are. Well, that's the cat, Jack. Thoughts on the it's thoughts a, on the kid it's cat. It's a cat. It's a cat. Yeah, can't disagree with you there, pal. That... It's a reasonably nice mm, picture. Yeah. I, I I probably would have been better without. Yeah, yeah I think there. so. Convert to black and white, you like. <laughs> oh, here we are. Something that uh, Louis would like. This is uh, called Fire and Water by. Uh, one photo a day and uh it's of some fireworks um convert that to black and white it'll be much better um... there's a lot of distraction <laughs> yeah. going on there hey oh what's going on here that's kind of some weird uh yeah. that's what yeah. i was gonna say that's <laughs> um lens flare hey i i think because i as Ben said, I do, I'm good at fireworks. Um, there's a couple of tricks oh, that this person that? might not know about, um, and actually our audience might like to know too. So, firework photos, a lot of people think, well, a firework looks like a firework, there's not much that you can do, you just have to have the camera open for a long exposure. And that's nonsense, there's plenty that you can do to make your firework photos stand out. What I like to do is start my firework photo exposure with the camera completely out of focus. And then as the firework spreads and, and blooms, manually focus in, matching the speed of that spread. So when the firework reaches its full size, 
you've got a really small pinprick of light at, at each kind of little arm of, of light that's extending. And you end up with fireworks that look puffy and colourful and then the, the, the firework that explodes after that will be pin sharp and you can play with playing with focus because fireworks are launched at different times. You can have one that's in focus, one that's not, and it adds a level of depth and texture to the picture that you don't get with something like this that's just in focus, one standard shot, um, it looks like they kicked the tripod. If they weren't using a tripod, that would be impressively still. Um, but there's other things that you can do uh, for to make your firework photos interesting. That's you know this this is quite a standard one. What what are your thoughts? Well, I was gonna I was gonna mention I was gonna mention the right hand side or the lower right. I've just seen the description, Ben, but I've I've just noticed the right hand side. I was there like, what the hell is that? Mm. It's uh, it's the water, isn't it? Yeah, but it's a waterfall, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, you... it is. It's Niagara. Yeah. Which I think. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think it makes the picture a lot. Well, it distracts me that waterfall, even though it is, mm. even though it is, a very beautiful waterfall. It just distracts me from the fireworks. The waterfall is beautiful, but that's not a beautiful picture of the no. waterfall. Um, I think with more technical competency, it, the waterfall could be used as a beautiful mm. element. Um, but it yeah, does just look like a bit of a, a blur. I agree with you, Jack. Because I, I initially thought that that was just the reflections on a flat body yeah. of water of, of the city lights um, or of, a, of that white firework that's in the middle, that overexposed one. So, um, yeah, I'd agree with you, Jack. If, mm. if it was shot, shot differently, it could potentially make the picture. But with this, it just distracts it. On that terrible to <laughs> I think we'll call it yes. a day there. Uh, remember to uh, use the uh, hashtag a mediocre conversation to uh, join in on our photo conversations of uh, the word, which is a uh, gutter. What a lovely um, word. An amazing word. Uh, thank you, Louis, for uh, thank joining you for us today. Um, if where 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 can people find you if they want to I, check uh, you out? Though? I have a Facebook that's not been updated and I can't remember, and I also have a website as well. Sorry, that's my little alarm. Um, I don't have an Instagram. My website will come up if you type in Louis Bar Architecture Photographer Exeter into Google. It will be the first one to come up. Have a look on there. All right, send me the URL. Yeah, I'll put have it a in the show link notes. and uh, I'll I'll make myself an Instagram for future episodes. Mm. Yeah. All right, Jack. Find me at Jack Henderson Photo. And you, Ben? Follow me at Ben Bullman Follow Photo. Follow the show. Follow oh. the podcast. At... The mediocre Photo. Thank Good you. Good tag team there. Uh, if you liked the, if you liked it, subscribe. If you really liked it, like it. See you Bye. next time. Toodle pip. <laughs>